This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz.
Hello and welcome along. This is Backstage. You are once again with us, Mel and Mike, and our new good mate who's just joined us for this uh, particular episode. John D. Climo. Hi. Thank you for having me. New kid on the block. (laughs) I'm excited to get to know John T and we'll ask him a whole bunch of questions and interrogate him shortly. Just Uh, in case you missed last week's episode, we had Julie Taylor of Matamata Dramatic Society as our guest voice, if you like. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We chat with her about uh, what Matamata Dramatic Society is up to and the stuff that they're doing to get through. Our musical of the week was Cruel Intentions too. Do you know it, John T? I don't know that one. It's I didn't know it either, really. Um, it's just pop songs from the nineties. Okay. About but with cruel intentions. Find it on Spotify. It's good. Okay, I'll have a yeah, listen. It's good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it <laughs> was. It wasn't bad. All right. So Jonty Climo is here, a new kid on the Hamilton block, but certainly not new to theatre. So we're going to delve deep into what makes Jonty tick in a little while. But since you are here, Jonty, we might as well set you off to work straight away, so to speak, and give you some tasks. Would you please do us the honour of kicking off with the rundown on one of the uh, upcoming shows that we know of around the region at the moment. You've got a bit of background information, which has become a tradition. Yeah. So please, enlighten us about Scenes of a Yellow Peril. Okay, I'll do my very best. Scenes of a Yellow Peril by Nathan Joe is Ooh, being good. presented by Auckland Theatre Company at ASB. Isn't what a good? fun theatre in June. <laughs> Its collection of scenes for resisting assimilation dissolves form and style and hits us with hard, hilarious truths and meta-observations about Asian identity. It was first developed as part of Playmarket's 2018 Asian Inc. Clinic. Then it was presented by Proudly Asian Theatre's Fresh Off the Page series in 2018. After that, it was developed further and presented as part of Dunedin Young Writers Festival Residency in 2019, and most recently developed even more as part of Auckland Arts Festival in 2021. It clearly has a winning formula and will be well worth seeing. So you can put it and everything else in your calendar. Here's Backstage's list of what's coming up around the place soonish. That was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I well we done. Thank get you. him back just to do that stuff again. Sometime. He can just voice over <laughs> our, like, just do that, our show narrations. <laughs> anyway, we're on to what's on soonish. I'll kick it off. At the Meteor, The Sherpa and the Beekeeper, written and directed by Matt Cambick, is on from May 26th to 29th. And That Bloody Woman directed by Courtney Mayo with Carl Chun for Bold Theatre, opens at the end of August. Bookings are now available. You want to take this one, John T, or shall I? All yours. All mine? Oh, all mine. Okay. At Rivley Theatre, Blood Brothers is being directed by Angela Walker for Hamilton Musical Theatre. That's going on stage this weekend, May 14th to the 28th. Matt and John... Oh, Matt? Who's Matt? Mike and John T are both (laughs) in the cast. I'm very excited to see the show. Can't wait. Uh, Celebrating Matariki with Dane Moiki and Friends is coming up Saturday, June the 18th at Rivley. Sherlock Holmes and the Baker Street Irregulars, directed by Glenn Matthews for Hamilton Playbox. That's July 2nd to the 16th. And Geezers, directed by Mike Williams for Hamilton Playbox, finally getting its run on stage in August. Starring Jaunty Climo. Starring Jaunty. Hmm. Excited for that one. We are so together. <laughs> You're such a little we're, power couple. Yeah, yeah. We're, we've become like, you know, tw- Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I'm not going to say which is which. I was just going to say which is which. I was also going to ask. <laughs> He's the dumb one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I bother. <laughs> All right. Clarence Street Theatre, Shrek the Musical, directed by Nick Wilkinson, is in July 19 to 23rd. And Christian's Dairy, presented by Indian Inc., September 8 to 10. 
Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts, uh, University of Waikato, has Three Sisters by Anton Chekhov, presented by the University of Waikato third year theatre students. That opens June the 9th and runs just the two nights, 9 and 10. At Navarra Lounge, there's a couple of gigs coming up. Georgia Lines has a leave, the Leave Behind tour tonight at 7.30pm. Looking for Alaska tomorrow night at 8pm and Rat Cafe and Friends on Friday night at 8pm. Morrinsville Theatre, Husband's Murderer's Support Group by Hugh O'Brien, uh, directed by a good friend of mine, Eckhard Becker, on stage in June. Wilshire Theatre and Te Awamutu have Tell Us a Story, presented by Te Awamutu Light Operatic Society, June the 9th to the 19th. Te Aroha Little Theatre have Death and Taxes by April Phillips coming to stage, opens Thursday, June the 23rd and runs until July the 2nd. Gaslight Theatre in Cambridge, Conjugal Rights by Roger Hall, on stage now until May 14. And The Things I Know to be True by Andrew Bovell, directed by Chrissy Hodkinson, July 30 to August 13. But about a dramatic society, any port on a pandemic by Richard Previtt on now, uh, running through to May the 14th. Mata Mata Musical Theatre have Encore Cabaret, that's on May 24th through to the 28th. Putaradu Theatre Players, Moonshine, the Hillbilly Musical, May 19 to 28. Thames Music and Drama, getting closer now to their opening of Mamma Mia, directed by Diane Connors. Their season is May 28th to June the 4th. Urarua Musical Theatre have Streakin' Through the 70s coming up, directed by Shona Clout. That's July the 15th through to the 30th. Onofedo Society Performing Arts, uh, Peninsula by Gary Henderson, directed by Jess and Scott Lormier, uh, May 28th to June 5th. And Tauranga, let's go there. 16th Avenue Theatre Puffs, directed by Laura Mansell, opens July the 8th, running to the 23rd. Detour Theatre have The Old People Are Revolting, another Devin Williamson play, directed by Kim Williamson. Their opening is June the 16th, running through to July the 2nd. And Tauranga Musical Theatre are in rehearsals at the moment for We Will Rock You. That's hitting the stage at Baycourt in September. Just down the road from them, Theatre Fakatani are, of course, also in rehearsal for School of Rock, the musical. That's directed by Sue Harris, going on stage June 22nd and closing July the 9th. Auckland Theatre Company, Scenes from a Yellow Peril, by Nathan Joe, directed by Jane Yong, June 21st to July 3rd. Long Day's Journey into Night, by Eugene O'Neill, directed by Shane Bosher, July 5 to 30. And Dawn Raids, by Oscar Kitely, August 16th to September 3rd. Auckland Live have the wedding singer of the musical presented by David Venn Enterprises that plays at the Bruce Mason Centre from June 30th to July 17th and Oliver presented by the National Youth Theatre playing at the Kerry Takanawa Theatre at the Aotea Centre July the 1st to the 3rd and also coming up soon The Girl from the North Country which I really would love to go and see the touring production from Australia I think that's playing at the Bruce Mason Centre too I'll find out the details and we'll confirm next week. Okie dokie. By way of upcoming auditions and opportunities, uh, we've said it before, we'll say it again, the Miss Cadaver Undead Beauty Pageant is taking entries for the final ever Miss Cadaver Contest. Entries are now open and close on August the 1st. You email sandrajensen99 at yahoo.com for more information. Be there or be dead. <laughs> auditions for Riverly Theatre's Christmas season of Saturday Night Fever are coming up on Saturday, June the 25th. Check out Riverly Theatre .nz for more information about how to book your space for an audition. Total Musical Theatre have announced the last five years as their next production and they're looking for both a director and musical director. Check TMT out on Facebook for more info. That sounds really cool. Oh, I know told, people who would be interested in I've that. been told a couple yeah. of, by a couple of friends, Mel, you should just go and put your name in, but oh, I don't know if I can do the drive to Tauranga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's been done.
you know. It has been, and you guys do it all the time. Mm, have done. Yeah. yeah. Probably will do again. <laughs> Please don't forget, if there is a show or an audition opportunity that you want us to spread the word about, we're more than happy to do it. Just send us an email, backstagepodcastnz at gmail.com. And I know that's a lot to remember, so just let us know when you see us around yeah. the place next.
Uh, holiday from Musical of the Week, American Idiot. You're backstage with Mel, Mike and Jonty on Hamilton's Free FM. Woo-hoo. I've heard you rattle on about American Idiot before, Mel. Uh, mm. It's come up in our list of shows you must see before you shuffle yeah, off this mortal about coil. It. Yep. But I've never delved into it. I read a little bit about it, I think, but I don't know much. So obviously you're the expert. I'm hoping to become very familiar with it. Do you yeah. know much about it, Jonty? I have heard the soundtrack. I've listened to it before because a friend of mine really liked uh, this show, but I hadn't uh, dived into it as much as I wish I had. I think that's probably about where I sit with it too. I thought, I've heard a couple of songs. I really liked what I heard, mm. Mm. but keen to know more. How much did you know before you started doing your research, Mel? Oh, quite a lot. It's a, uh, I'm a fan. I'm I knew fan. that already because you have already mentioned it so many times anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely a fan. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you all about it uh, in a little while. But first, I want to know more about John T. Clymer. Well, coincidentally, he's right here. <laughs> How convenient. So wow. let's, let's just ask him. I want to know everything. What brings you to town? <laughs> Who are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> Tell us everything. Um, Realising we're limited on time, so... Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Don't go too far back in your childhood. Or okay, so I was born at a young... No. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Queenstown. Um, huh. Yeah, so I was born in Christchurch and then I grew, grew up in Queenstown and uh, got into theatre when I was nine because uh, my mother forced me to audition for a show <laughs> she heard me singing a uh, wrestler's theme song in the hallway and she said you're going to do the show that my friend's in so I was like okay because okay, yeah. when you're not you don't know yeah. you just go yeah okay okay yeah. mum and then yeah. I'm so glad she did that because now it's my practically my life yeah um, moved to Tauranga uh, when I was 14 and then um, got into the theatre heavily there and that's when things kind of picked up quite a lot for me um, especially after school when I finished school I studied at Toyohomai and got a diploma in creative and contemporary music and also production, uh, music design. Oh, is he a musician? Yes, yes. Oh. He's very much a musician. Yeah, yeah music music, and, and theatre, <laughs> or both. Um, All of the above. Yeah. Uh, so I teach, uh, currently I'm teaching uh, a itinerant music lessons um, from my studio at home. Cool. And so just uh, drums, keyboard, singing, guitar. Whatever. I knew you were a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. Is that the extent of it? Drums, keyboard, and guitar? So, yeah, I learned guitar when I was six, and so I was self-taught guitar when I was six, and then carried on from then on, and then drums when I was ten onwards, and then piano because I wanted to learn theory. So to learn theory, I needed to learn piano, so I had to do kind of yeah. both. I'm not the greatest pianist, but I can read music, so that mm. kind of helps me a little bit. Mm. You've done your own uh, um, original music as well and recorded. Yes, so I wrote um, a song and... Um, put that on Spotify called The End and I just wanted to get something out there that I'd been writing because I'd written a lot but never really did anything with it so I just had music so I put that out there and then I started writing a musical of my own which I'd love to get on stage eventually but I want to know everything (laughs) Roughly speaking what stage do you think it's at? It's finished but hasn't been edited and looked over properly by anyone else. So what do you mean by finished? Is it like orchestrated or is it just, it's yeah. all... Yeah, so I've got, I've got everything done. I wrote the script and I um, recorded some some music with some friends um, who wanted. And so I Ooh. kind of wrote the show for people or for parts um, and got them to come in and record for me. And yeah. so I've got a few of those. So um, it's kind of like I've been through an initial workshop stage. Really. Yeah, almost. Treatment, just yeah. hasn't had a read through or anything like that. But I've had some some people look over some of the music and mm. sing. Um, good friends of mine and who are very talented people. See, I'm so impressed with that. Same. Uh, I, you know, I've always some, wanted to write a musical. Can, I know. Mel's had a secret desire to write a musical for a long time. Yeah. To I don't me, do that, music. To me, that, those, those are mountains that are too big to climb. But I'm, I'm in awe of people who can say to themselves, I really want to write a musical and set about making it happen 
Are you able to tell us much about the synopsis or, or sure. a rough outline? Um, it's, Ooh, called, yeah. it's called Shamrock, the musical, um, <laughs> and it's, it's set in Ireland. No um, shit. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> Weird, right? Um, and it's about uh, a group of kids or young adults who um, grew up together from school and everything like that, and they meet at this park every single day, and this kind of like their their haven, their safe place, this is where they go, and then the government or the the mayor of of this town wants to bulldoze it and build a big shopping mall and they're like no nah, let's not do that let's stand up for that and kind of fight the um the power of young adults not having a say and and because of their age so it's it's about like adults knowing best and you know listen to your, your respect your elders even though that we won't res- they won't respect you kind of thing mm. but then there's also um, my favorite character in the show who who is he he um, owns the graveyard he he's like a caretaker for the graveyard <laughs> he's he's an older guy who respects everybody and is like just this kind-hearted warm person and he's kind of the opposite he's an adult who respects kids and it's you mike yes yeah, it's, it's mike mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the okay. graveyard Keep a mm. guy. Let's make this happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely keen to hear more. <laughs> Can you tell us what the you know what it all leads to? What what kind of is there a showdown? Um, yeah, yep. Yeah. So the, it's obviously there's a one male protagonist and one male antagonist who is the mayor and then the kid, young adult, um, Eli, and he they kind of just come buttoning heads to head, and in the end, in this big showdown, final the final number is those two on stage with no set at all, and it's just um, two spotlights directly at, at them and they're just it's kind of like how do I explain it it's like a sing-off I guess and in, in, in terms of their cool. but they're singing about their emotions and how they're cool. saying and it's about trying to get the mayor to switch essentially and finally realize actually maybe we should give this person a say this kid a say Does it he? sounds like you, you've thought this through <laughs> to to quite some detail yeah well I've written the full script and, and everything's done I haven't no one's read it but uh, and I, I would love to get it on stage at some point I don't have any in, intentions anytime soon I guess because I just kind of wanted to get involved in the theatre here and yeah. kind of mm. start from the bottom work my way up kind of yeah, thing yeah well that's a good segue so how long have you been here I've been here for five months yep yep how are you finding it love it I yeah. love it. I actually really do. I love the people the most out of anything. I actually have met some really, really cool people here. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> nice save, John. Yeah. <laughs> have me back. <laughs> um, but also just people in, in Blood Brothers that I, um, I'm in and um, uh, people that gave me the opportunity to musical direct and yeah. they, and the, just the committee at Reveille Theatre, for, for example, who... Um, don't know me at all really mm. some people do and they've given me this opportunities to just kind of show what i have and that's cool. that's the coolest part about it and i've got to put all cards on the table jonty and i first crossed paths uh, when i was involved in uh, the blues brothers oh yeah let's talk about Togo, that which was what 2020 beginning of 2020 well, yeah. it was it was a year of work the show that never ended when, yeah. when, everything, when everything happened <laughs> 2019 and, um, to 2020 interesting thing is i saw jonty in a production of wicked my tauranga oh, musical yeah, theater cool. the year before and he had been to see Catch Me If You Can. I saw Catch Me, yes. Yeah, at, cool. at Riverley. So we had seen so each other like on stage. like little fans of each other. A little bit, yeah. Aww. Yeah. And I, so it was a recognition when I saw him uh, at the information night for the Blues Brothers. I went up and made myself known. He said, oh, I saw you. And I said, oh, I saw you. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, we got to work together on the Blues Brothers and then uh, also on Sweeney Todd. Yes, last year. Right. Sweeney Todd. Was that last year? It was. You directed yeah. that, right? No, no, I didn't. I was um, technical director, and I was in, also in it. Oh, as well. I, you yeah. were in it. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. Played Tobias. 
And now here we are, yeah. uh, both in ha- involved in theatre in Hamilton, mm. and um, you know I'm delighted that Jonty's decided to call Hamilton home. But it doesn't mean that I mean you know that what we've demonstrated is that the, the cross pollination between regions is is quite yes, healthy. It brings new new ideas, new talent, new faces into the mix, and makes it. Makes it so much more well-rounded in both areas, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Were you involved in, like, committee things out in Tauranga? Yeah, I was on the committee for 16th Avenue Theatre um, yeah. as the head of tech, yeah. um, more than anything. Um, wasn't Committees aren't for me, I've learned. But <laughs> not for everyone. <laughs> no, um, but uh, you need them, that's for sure. And so I did a lot of 16th Ave things, plays, um, yeah, directed yeah. musicals there and, and plays there, and then I um, was more in shows at TMT and, and I've, I've musical directed Blues Brothers that was my mm. first and only creative uh, team member part there yeah. um, but I'd love to be in those shows because they just do phenomenal mm. things with their Such shows oh, they do eh? I yeah. say this quite often TMT do really good shows they do yeah. they, know, they know how to have a good time when they do these shows mm. uh, the other thing that Jonty's got to his credit is that he has a huge interest in lighting and other technical aspects of theatre as right, well that's right yeah, yeah. I fortunately got to work with um, Angela on Blood Brothers as well um, for plotting mm. the lights and so, oh, she, cool. so I got to have a little bit of input on there so it was real cool to have that oh, collaboration nice. so that was cool yeah. so we might see you behind a tech desk one of these days oh absolutely yeah, Woo, for sure. we're definitely see, short on those sorts of we guys we have a, a young peaks. renaissance man in our midst <laughs> yeah love it what else uh, so you're working on Blood Brothers are you working on how far forward are we looking for John T right now what's your next project um, well I'm in Geezer's next after Blood Brothers yep, which is yep. directed by Mike rescheduled yeah. yeah finally get it um, on stage yeah no that definitely needs to be on stage because I'm having a blast with that show cool. love, love the role that I've been given I'm very grateful yeah um, cool. and then I will be musical directing Frozen Junior woo for Rivoli which yep. will be cool um, that was Obviously, I did Beauty and the Beast recently, mm-hmm. and so being able to ask back, I guess, was, was a privilege. <laughs> nice chance to sort of put into action what you've learned yeah. and, and over the last 12 months even. Yeah, because cool. I, I wasn't really in, uh, like planning on moving anywhere. Well, I wanted to get out of Tauranga, but I didn't really have a reason on why. Um, my partner, Lucy, lives here, um, so that was one reason. And mm. then um, I get a message from Karen saying, hey, we, we need a musical director. We've kind of seen what you can do. Do you want to? come over and do it and I was like I'll do you one better I'll There's move the over reason. I'll move in. and so yeah never regretted that decision absolutely and so yeah Frozen next and then um, Mike and I will be working on something next year yeah we've got a project that we're, um, we can't talk too much Bit about at the moment it will be something we'll both, both be working on around about this time next year oh watch so the cool. space everyone yeah, yeah. but I, I love the fact that new blood comes and goes you know and mm-hmm. um, someone with Johnny's experience that he's had already at a young age it bodes well for you know what he can offer for the next 20 years But that's what's awesome about, and don't you agree, John T, that's what's awesome about you, Mike, Mm. is that, you know, there are some, oh, this might be a bit controversial to say, you can decide on later on, Mike. (laughs) Uh, There there can be stodgy people around who grasp on to the same thing they've known for a long time, because that's what's comfortable. Um, But you are not one of those people, Mike, and I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's all. No, I'm, I'm always uh, always open to learning new stuff, and I don't believe, um, you know, I think I've said it before. Mm. If you if you feel you know everything or think that you've learned all you can learn, it's time to you shuffle off and do something completely different mm. because you've got no more to offer. Um, and it, I, I always think you can learn so much from people around you. Uh, every show I go into, I think uh, I've never done this part before or this yeah. thing before so yeah. you know it's, it's a test yep. every time you do something I agree couldn't agree more yeah. okay and last question I swear maybe the most important question of the day so I'll put it to both of you mm-hmm. if you had a gun to your head 
and you had to choose plays or musicals. Mm. We've talked about this before. I know. But uh, the it's challenge has been laid out. I think I sat on the fence last time, didn't I? You did. Mm. So gun to your head. You should lead with your answer first, John T. Okay. Well, from an, <laughs> for, for a, I guess an actor's point of view, I'd love to say plays, but I think the, I'm a musical person. I can't stray from the music side of things, so I will have to say safely a musical. Like is my that. Choice. Safely in musicals. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no getting shot in the head for John no, T. No, no, thank you. <laughs> By dint of the fact that I've done so many over the last 20 years, I have to say that musicals are real fun. And, and I've had some of my greatest challenges performing in musicals. But I'll repeat what John T said to start with there, which is, as an actor, give me a play. Because you get to explore character. And usually, not always, but usually, you get to explore a character so much more uh, fully. And if you're working with a director who has great imagination, you can often be inspired to do great things with a play. Mm. So... Not by much, but I would say plays for me, please. You know You can what? put the gun away now. <laughs> no gun, no gun. Do you want to know? <laughs> I think, and you'll be surprised to hear, I think same. I think plays oh. just because I like to be in a play. Yeah. Uh, and, like, my soul is made of musical theatre, but <laughs> I think if I had to choose, it'd be a play. Yeah. Well... It's two for one, mm. but well. I think musicals are still very much in there. And, it, you know, we talk about musicals every week, so, I mean, it's pretty clear that we both have a, a, a fondness for the genre. Oh, totally. And especially uh, musicals that have a bit more to them than just a bit of fluff or, you know, an excuse to sing songs between a very flimsy story. Yeah, I sure. like musicals that make me think mm. being involved in Assassins, being involved in uh, Blood Brothers and... You know, show, shows that really have something to them. Mm. Nothing more satisfying. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. What's your favourite musical? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how can I answer? Oh, he's really pushing the boat out, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, I just have to see. That's how I test people. Uh, how how true is it, your love for musical be theatre? Favourite so far? Oh, well, I can't. I can't say. Uh, I mean, sorry. Wicked. W- Wicked is my favourite musical that I've ever been a part of. It was just professional as it could possibly have been without it being a professional show, do you know what I mean? Because you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was um, working with someone, his name was Russell Dixon. He's a very, very well-known director. Yeah, Yeah. Um, He just, I learned so much from that man. He's just incredible from his vision to expressing it and just, you knew exactly what he wanted and when he wanted it and it's just, and then it was on Baycourt and I got to play Bach with Tin Man which was oh, cool. my first you know bigger role of anything that I've ever played yeah that's a great role um, didn't think I would ever say Sweeney Todd until I did it last year I actually really enjoyed that show yeah it, just just the storyline and everything about it and yeah so working, that's yeah so what's your so that's those are your favourite musicals outside of the ones you've worked on no I, gosh I mean it can be one you've worked on I, I'm going to answer that it, it would be um <laughs> I feel you. It's so hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I love Blood Brothers. Okay, I love Bl- good I love, love Blood Brothers before I was ever in it, and I love um, Young Frankenstein as a favorite musical of mine. Is it? It is. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Funny. And then um, I love. This is a fun one. My favorite musical will be SpongeBob the Musical. Uh, is it any good? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm asking you that, but I love I've it. never ever investigated it because it just makes me angry right that's fair. You, you, there's there's a version online there that a full fully recorded version that i will send you because it is 
I love that show. I'd love to play SpongeBob one day. Uh, the humanizing this. thing is what is the swayer. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, it, I okay. thought that too. But then I watched it and I was like, and nah, the music's I'm good. convinced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the music's very good. I th- it's it's a weird personal one of mine that mm. not a lot of people will agree with. But I, I don't I know. I, I have maybe we should do it next week. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's discover let's it. Out. I, I have mixed feelings about that sort of musical because yeah. you have an image of you know, the cartoons you grew up with or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. that, that you're fond of. You see that portrayed on stage by somebody who's like I said before about Shrek. You know, mm. Shrek has a particular look about him, and when you see him portrayed by an actor on stage with his face painted green, mm. mm-hmm. it doesn't look right. the same. You know, he hasn't yeah. got the same proportions and so on. And I'm, yeah. I, I worry about that sort of thing with something like SpongeBob too. Yeah, well, mm. I thought that too because obviously I, I loved the cartoon I grew up it's on. Had that. It, a guy in a sponge suit. It's not. That's, no, yeah. that's, the, that's what I thought it was going to be. And I think in the original drafts of that show, they were going to do go with something like that. Right. And then they went, that's a ridiculously stupid idea. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they've created this human version of the show. And I think it's done really, really well. But Okay. Yeah. Okay. You'll, everyone will have their own opinion on it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm definitely intrigued. Mm. Like, it's, it's, I'm always intrigued when I talk to another musical theatre fan who says, this show's really good. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> something I've never. Inve- okay, I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah, for you, John T. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. St. Jimmy's coming down across the alleyway, up on the boulevard, like a zip gun on parade. I have a silhouette, pieces supporting it, coming at you on count of one.
You're backstage with Mel and Mike, plus our new little buddy, John T. Climo. He could become a favourite. As always, <laughs> thanks to the sponsorship and support of Free FM 89.0 and Creative Waikato. Our musical of the week this week is American Idiot, a stage realisation of Green Day's uh, concept album, which has the same name, American Idiot. Mel's got a ton of information here to fill the airwaves for a few minutes, so uh, take the floor, Mel. Feel free to interject if you want to interject if you've got anything to say. Otherwise, I'll just ramble through my sheets of paper here. Uh, Okay. American Idiot is a sung-through rock musical based on the concept album of the same name by punk rock band. I'm not sure if you'd call them punk rock, but whatever. I wouldn't Um, now. No. (laughs) Um, Green Day. Uh, After a run at the Berkeley Repertory Theatre in 2009, the show moved to the St. James Theatre on Broadway. Previews began in March of 2010. The musically officially opened in April the same year, and the show closed in April of 2011 after 422 performances. So it didn't perform, you know, as well as, like you know, Wicked or whatever. Um, While Green Day did not appear in the production, vocalist slash guitarist Billy Joe Armstrong performed the role of St. Jimmy occasionally throughout the run. Uh, The story expanded from that of the album, centres on three disaffected young men, Johnny, Will and Tunny. Johnny and Tunny flee a stifling suburban lifestyle and parental restrictions, while Will stays at home to work out his relationship with his pregnant girlfriend, Heather. The former pair look for meaning in life and try out the freedom and excitement of the city. Tunny quickly gives up on life in the city, joins the military and is shipped off to war. Johnny turns to drugs and finds a part of himself that he grows to dislike, has a relationship and experiences lost love. The book was written by Billy Joe Armstrong and director Michael Mayer, who uh, also directed the Broadway original Broadway production of Spring Awakening. Ah. Um, so that's I think that's a part of why I got so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the music was composed by Green Day. The lyrics were by Armstrong. The score included all of the songs from the band's original American Idiot album, as well as additional Green Day songs from the 2009 concept album 21st Century Breakdown. And When It's Time, a song on, originally only released as a single in Britain. I have so much info. Ugh, I don't know if I need to give you all of this. A bit of background as to how the concept album came about. Uh, one day, the bassist, Mike Durnt, was in the studio recording a 30-second th- song by himself. Armstrong decided that he wanted to do the same, and then drummer, Trey Cool, followed suit. Billy Joe Armstrong says... It started getting more serious as we tried to outdo one another. We kept connecting these little half-minute bits until we had something. That particular musical suite became Homecoming, which is in uh, in the show and on the album, and the group subsequently wrote another suite, uh, Jesus of Suburbia, which is kind of another massive number uh, in the show and on the album. Green Day made the record an album-long conceptual piece, which was a response to the realities of the post-9-11 era. The band took inspiration from the concept records by The Who, sources in in the musical theatre repertoire like The Rocky Horror Show and West Side Story, and the concept album come stage musical Jesus Christ Superstar it's been done Hades Town it's everyone right. it's done a lot yeah. um, so then director Michael Mayer heard the concept album and expressed an interest in adapting it for the stage when he approached the band reg- regarding a collaboration they agreed to work with him 
The band also gave Mayer a wide latitude for his ad- adaptation after seeing his earlier work on Spring Awakening. Though additional songs were included from the Green Day catalogue, Mayer added apparently very little to the show. He felt instead that the music and lyrics were expressive enough on their own and he, and he even removed some of the dialogue that was a part of the um, the first workshop version of the show at, at, at in Berkeley um, before it moved to Broadway. Um, so the show is essentially sung through, more or less. Mm-hmm. The musical premiered at Berkeley Repertory Theatre. Previews began on September 4th of 2009, and the official opening was September 15th the same year. After becoming the top-grossing show in the theatre's history, the producers extended the limited run twice through to November of 2009. The cast included John Gallagher Jr., who played Moritz uh, in the original Broadway production of Spring Awakening, Mm -hmm. as Johnny, Matt Kaplan as Tani, Michael Esper as Will, Tony Vincent as St. Jimmy. Now, Tony Vincent played Simon Zalotti's Zalotti's, however you say it, in Superstar, the the 2000 London staged video Uh, thing with Jerome Pradon as um, Judas. Um, he played, yeah. So he's and he's just wonderful. He was the original Galileo. He was he's done heaps and heaps of stuff. Mm. He's brilliant and he was wonderful as Saint Jimmy. Um, Re- Rebecca Naomi Jones played what's her name, Mary Faber as Heather, and Christina Saju as the extraordinary girl. Uh, from there, it moved to Broadway with previews beginning in March of 2010 and with its official opening in April. The cast for the Berkeley Repertory production was retained for the Broadway show, except for Kaplan, who was replaced by Stark Sands, who's the son in Kinky Boots. Oh, the right. guy, the, the guy that owns the, sh- that it takes yeah. over the running of the shop. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, and he's also wonderful. He was also originally in Bonnie and Clyde before Jer- Jeremy Jordan took over the role. Hmm. He's really cool too. So it was rumoured that the show cost between $8 million and $10 million to produce and after six months performances the show was still a ways off from possibly turning a profit according to the New York Times report. Uh, I've mentioned already that Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong played the role of St. Jimmy for a while. Uh, that's when ticket sales went up. They were up by like 77% apparently. The singer-songwriter filled in for Tony Vincent who needed to go away for personal reasons. Uh, He made another 50 appearances as St. Jimmy between January and February of 2011. Melissa Etheridge has played St. Jimmy. Um, Davy Havoc played St. Jimmy. And then I think the show closed with Jimmy, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong uh, in the role for those final three weeks. The show's cast recording won the 2011 Grammy Award for the Best Musical Show Album. Wow. Um, there have been a slew of tours, professional productions, international productions. Uh, it's appeared on stage in a North American tour, UK Ireland tour, uh, a second US tour, Tokyo, South Korea, a third US tour, Sweden, the West End, a second UK tour, San Jose, Vancouver, Brisbane, Buenos Aires, Denmark, Germany, Rio de Janeiro, an Australian New Zealand tour, which is when I saw it recently ish, uh, Sao Paulo, Morristown, and a 10th anniversary UK tour in 2019. And most of those productions saw iconic local rock stars play. St. Jimmy has sort of became a tradition um, after Billy Joe. Funny uh, how some shows do that. It is just, mm. I don't think it's official, but, th- but most productions become, do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and I was going to give you all of my thoughts on the show, but you know what I think of it. It's it's great. It's dark. It's not. It's also a little hopeful. It's dark mm. and hopeful. Uh, it's one of those ones that would make you think you'd like it. Yeah, cool. The critics loved it. 
or, or one critic thought that people being confined to seats in a theatre was probably not right for Green Day's music because it's so mm. it's a rock concert. But yeah, everyone loves it. It's great. People Excellent. love Green Day. Excellent. That's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that was a lot to say, but I'm glad you went through it all because uh, yeah, my, my knowledge of it was pretty sketchy. I knew from you just reminding me now. I knew that it was one of those kind of shows that made you think a bit more as you were leaving the theatre. I remember that comment being made before, and something we covered over over talking about the show once before. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can listen to Green Day's album and get this get the same thing out of it. Uh, but it's just, yeah. It's oh, not I mean, the same. It's not the same. Both, mm. it's both hopeful and depressing. And I like that. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't know how to explain it, it better than that. It's about life, Mel. <laughs> it's about life. Tell you what, Google or YouTube uh, the Tony Awards performance of American Idiot. Mm. That is the performance that got me hooked. Okay. okay. It's and John Gallagher Jr.'s in it. It's he's it's stunning. John he's amazing. Yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. So watch it. It's and you can't not be hooked once you see that. It's a big ensemble number with choreography and stuff. Is it a show you'd want to direct one day? Hundred percent, yes, John uh, yes. Get in line. Gotcha. No, it's Oh, well, you've both got time to uh, maybe realise that dream at some point. Mm. Well, there may be time for us to collaborate yet. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Why not? Okay, it's that time. It is that time. We've been talking for the so big, long. But the big hand has moved around. Oh, God, I can't believe it's that. Yeah, it is that time. Well, I guess on that note, thank you, Free FM, as always, for hosting Backstage. Thanks to Creative Waikato for sponsoring. The back catalogue is available on accessmedia.nz, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can check out our Facebook and Instagram for the backstage updates. And I want to be uh, the first in line to say a big thank you to Jonty for joining us, Jonty Climo. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. For the first time. On Sorry backstage. we talked so much. I uh, hope it won't be the last, mate. No, me too, me too. I'd it's been to really be. good to learn a little bit more about you. I mean, we've known each other for a few years <laughs> now, but there's still a lot of stuff about you I, yeah. I'm learning, yeah, which likewise. is really neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you, you're bringing so much that you're offering to not just Hamilton Musical Theatre, but I think to the region, mm-hmm. um, not just with us, but I think with other organisations, they're going to tap into your talents as well. There's so many opportunities here, so yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. going to take the most of them. Yeah. Welcome to town. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Mel and Mike will be back here next week so we will have another musical of the week on the agenda it's going to be Spongebob that better be Spongebob <laughs> and more general theatre yarns don't forget to stay home if you're not feeling well keep wearing your mask and keep being kind to one another and book your tickets for something on stage wherever you are too because Do that. every single production needs your support that's mm. right book 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 we're going out today with the titular opening number for the show American Idiot. It's called, funnily enough, American Idiot from the musical American Idiot, <laughs> based on the concept album American, American Idiot. Idiot. On behalf of me, Mike, and Jonty, stay classy, theatre nerds. See ya. See ya.
Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.